Well, it is uh, such a pleasure and a privilege just to be with all of you this uh, morning. Uh, my name is Mike Souza, it's my wife Julie, and uh, it's, uh, it's been 24 years since we left the Birmingham church to move back down to London, uh, but Birmingham, Birmingham has uh, so many uh, fond memories for us. We moved here back in 92 with our young daughter Sarah, and uh, our second child Hannah was born here, and uh, then Sarah returned to Birmingham to go to university here, and she, uh, she loved her time with, uh, with all of you, and uh, you made her feel so special. And, uh, and for us, just returning now, it just makes me realise just how many years have gone by. Uh, when we left, uh, you know, we saw, uh, Jason Carter was like five years old, and... <laughs> Now he's 29, I can't believe it. And, and, and some of you weren't even born when we left here. And, but it's great to see the children of, uh, of, of friends that we know and love so dearly. And uh, it's a real privilege for us just to be able to, uh, to be a part of the service this morning. In just a short while, we're going to be taking the communion to reflect and to remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Uh, before that, I'm going to read a passage from Colossians chapter 1, and then Julie's going to share some, uh, some thoughts. But in Colossians 1, verse 19, Paul writes, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, speaking about Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Good morning. Good morning. It's so wonderful to be here today. It's incredible. Um, I uh, really appreciate the passage that Mike just read. Um, I've been reflecting on it recently, and um, I love the fact that because of Jesus' death, I am able to be made holy and um, without fault, without blemish, and free from accusation. That's an incredible passage, and reflecting on it, the first time that I actually heard it was right here in Birmingham when I went to university. That was 39 years ago, I heard this passage. It went completely over my head at the time. But um, I grew up as an only child, and um, my mother had um, quite significant mental health issues um, to the point where I needed to be taken into foster care for the first three years of my life. And, um, and then we didn't grow, I didn't grow up going to church or reading my Bible or praying, none of that was familiar to me. And yet, looking back, I can really see how God was pursuing me through all these years. Um, The the first time I remember was I was at a a summer art camp when I was a young teenager. And I woke up one morning and in the bed next to me, the young girl, the teenager, was sitting reading her Bible (coughs) And I was so shocked, I just blurted out, what on earth are you reading that for? <laughs> and she looked at me but, and, and carried on. But it, that memory really stuck. Even though I said nothing, the memory really stuck in my mind. And then later on, I went to um, a music summer school, and there was a knock on the door, and this 
young man was there and we were chatting and at the end he he was rather awkwardly said uh, do you mind if I pray for you we hadn't been talking about God at all and I said okay and I stood there and listened to him praying for me to have a relationship with God it, it, was, it was incredible thinking back to it right now and um of course, I went to Birmingham University many years ago, and um, it was a wonderful time before this, this church was born, sadly. Um, but I was put into a university hall of residence, or a little flat, with a girl called Philippa. And she, not me, was deciding to seek God. So one day she came back to the flat and said, I've, I'm going to bring two people over, and they're going to study the Bible with, with me, would you like to come and join? And I, I kind of said, okay. And so I sat there and listened to this Bible study, and it was on this passage, Colossians chapter 1. And um, I, I wasn't impacted as much as I am now, but it did cause me to think, I need to go to church and read my Bible a bit and, and pray. And, and so I did those things. I changed a few outward things in my life, like sexual impurities and swearing obvious things but deep inside there was so much turmoil still going on in my life I was crippled with anxieties and obsessed with what people thought of me all the time a lot of self-loathing in my heart that I just couldn't deal with it was just wrestling in my mind I found I was going to London after Birmingham University and I prayed, God, help me find a church. And a few weeks later, a couple of the disciples in the London church followed me off the tube at South Kensington and managed to invite me on the escalator. And um, I was just wide open. I was just, wow, thank you, sure. And um, I studied the Bible and shortly after I repented and I became your sister in Christ. And that was in 1983. And uh, since then, I've learnt a lot about what it means to pursue God's plans and God's values for my life, his priorities. But still, my default sinful nature is still to be absorbed with myself. And... um, to seek the approval of other people um, and just to be fearful and very critical of myself. And so the passage that Mike read, it really reminds me that in God's eyes, I am always holy and without blemish. That's incredible. That means I'm beautiful from the inside out and not inadequate it reminds me that I'm free from accusation I can be confident I can be at peace and all this is possible because of Jesus' death on the cross